subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. So I know Rangers fans were happy with what happened last night. Corey Seager smashes the ball down the line. Goodbye. Three to nothing, Texas. Second of the World Series for Corey Seager. And boy, his home runs get out in a hurry. He hasn't seen a ton of pitches to hit. But the ones he's seen, they're not getting back. The first pitch changeup and hammered it. So they went three to one last night in Phoenix, in Arizona. Game four tonight on Fox. You also had last night the Las Vegas Raiders and the Detroit Lions, where Jameer Gibbs went ham. The former Alabama running back had his best game of the season to date, and the Lions got a big time victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. Excuse me, not the Raiders. I apologize. The uh, no, it was Raiders. I'm missing it. Yeah, 26-14. I had that right. I got uh, jumbled up, but that was uh, what happened tonight. Again, the only really substantial game tonight is is game four. Have you watched much of the World Series? No, I mean, point? Friday night um, when they played game one, I was at a high school football game. Yeah. Saturday, game two was college football, and I was watching Kentucky and Tennessee mostly on Saturday night. And I'll be honest, after two games, I've kind of forgotten about mm-hmm. it. I didn't watch last night. And and I watched some just, football, but I, I, you know, they need to pick better spots. Yeah. I mean, I just think sometimes they don't pick the right days of the week thinking the old school way with baseball will go head-to-head with football and win. You won't. I've kind of been tuned out of baseball baseball mode for a while. And I know this is, isn't the most exciting World Series. The Rangers could win their first. The D-backs could win their first. But it just... You know, I saw where the the game one was like the most least watched game one in World Series history or something. So, I mean, most a lot of people aren't really interested in it. Yeah, to, to how Tommy just set it up, it, the ratings are going to be down throughout the world. So even if it's good, like you're saying, I just don't think this is a, a series that the casual baseball fan tunes into. Football is definitely more of the priority at this point, as it is this week with Arkansas going to Gainesville in the swamp. 11 o'clock Central Time will be the start again. We'll have our Arkansas game day coverage beginning at 6 a.m. Tommy and myself will get that going presented by the Stadium Shop Honor Razorback and our friends at KC Insurance Partners. Got the confirmation yesterday. Going to be doing the show from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Cannot wait to see that for the first time. And I hope I see Rocket Sanders running up and down the field, running all over the field this weekend. Here's what Coach said about your starter running back status for this game. Well, he's back, so we'll see. We, I anticipated him practicing today, but how much he can do, I, I don't know. But I would, I'll know more about that. When I talk to you on the Wednesday, I'll know more then about that because obviously I don't know where he is physically. So it doesn't sound great, but it sounds better than it has is that a good way to kind of look at what coach said yesterday? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's back and he's going to, I mean, from the way he laid it out, full-scale practice, I mean, you can't say, well, the bye week really helped him. I mean, he's been on a bye week for a month so, or more. So, I mean, it's, uh, to me, you either play now a big C and you play in this game with four to go or it's, he's done for the year. Do you think Eno's getting fired has had, had anything to do with – well, I mean, by week, I, I wouldn't know how to answer that question when it comes to Rocket. I mean, I, I would think it's a big deal for any young man that has a chance to play in front of his home state. I would guess he has family and friends that are able to. And I don't know, Chris, if you could look this up, how far Rockledge is from Gainesville. But anytime you get a chance to play, I always talk about this with Texas kids when you play in Dallas or Louisiana kids when you go to Baton Rouge. 
Alabama kid. You don't have a ton of Alabama kids on the roster, but like anytime you go to another state and there's kids on your roster, it's important to them because not only is it a chance to, again, play back in your home state where you played high school ball, there are friends and family members, I would expect for, for Rocket and Isaiah Gustav. I don't know how many other Florida kids are on this roster that will go to the game that haven't traditionally been able to go to any games in Fayetteville or anywhere else this season. Two so, and a half hours. Two and a half hours. I mean, two and a half hours is a lot different than making the trek all the way to Fayetteville, Arkansas. So maybe he plays this weekend. I I don't know if I'm 100% in agreement where if he doesn't play Saturday, he won't play the rest of the season, but I don't think that's a terrible take. I just, again, wonder with the status right now being up in the air, the balance, and we were talking before the show, Tommy, just because he's back doesn't mean he's going to be the same sophomore rocket that we saw last year Mm-mm. because, again, he hasn't played in the and like you said, almost a month. I don't have the season comp stats. I don't think he has 100 yards no, of the year. It's like 97. No. Yeah. It's like 97 or 96. So, yeah, I mean it. Uh, yeah. So, to me, if you if you don't if you don't go now, I mean this offense needs its best shot to win. I, I'm not sure just inserting him with a game or two to go is the is the best route. For, for the team itself. Yeah, Quinn from Clarksville texted in this morning on McCarty at Daniel Hotline. Wants to know, how do you not know the status of your star running back? Well, guys, again, again rehab. Well, and why would Coach tell us, honestly? Yeah, for, it's a bit of gamemanship on his part, and I don't blame him Maybe. for doing it. And in addition to that, some guys, again, adjust differently. Some guys recover quicker. Some guys, it takes longer. Some guys who expect to play on Saturday, it seems like during the week, and then they give it a go and they can't. And then vice versa. Some guys you don't expect to be able to suit up are able to recover and get ready in time. We don't have the medical records. We don't have anything. We're just going off basically on what Coach is saying to this point in okay. time. Maybe we'll know a little more on Wednesday like he just said. Well, we'd know a little bit more if you were able to watch practice and watch the first mm-hmm. 20 minutes and see if he's out there. That's closed down this week. Uh, so I think there is some a little bit of gamesmanship going on, but... Uh, I think they want to see what he can do in practice. You know, he's going to have to, you know, to, to borrow the phrase, he's going to take some live bullets in practice mm-hmm. and take some hits. And, you know, let's, let's see how his agility is. I mean, the coach is going to have to evaluate that to figure out whether you put him on the field. But I'm not a believer that after all the time he's missed, he can go out there and practice for three or four, two or three days. It's, and how much hard physical practice is there going to be this week? Not much. He'd be going against scout team. Um that you can just insert him and he's going to be the difference maker in winning or losing. I, I'm I'm not ready to buy in on that stock. He's what a good you, player, but I don't think you can miss as much time as he's missed and just, boom, turn it back on. So you just addressed the fact that media was not at practice yesterday, won't be there any of this week. What do you think about that decision that Sam made in regards to closing it to the media this week? He said something at the end of the press conference uh, he used the phrase, we're going to stay in the submarine this weekend. Talk mm-hmm. about recruiting. Now, this was a question about going out recruiting uh, while they were on the road in Florida. He said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to stay in the submarine. That tells you the mindset and the mentality that's going on around this program. I, I thought that was an insightful statement he made. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think it's a, it's been a circle the wagons couple of weeks now. And, uh, you know, I think, it, I think that decision to not let media watch the first 20 minutes – goes in line with the mentality right now in the building. It's a it's a stay in the submarine, circle the wagons mentality. And if they have success this week, do you think media is allowed in practice the rest of the season? Do you think they go I, back to I'm not to sure. Normal? How much does it matter? Yeah. I mean, the media gets to watch the first 20 minutes. How much are they revealing in the first 20 minutes? Not a lot. It's about roll call and seeing who's there. Um I'm not sure how much we gain out of that other than player status, perhaps, or player participation. Other than that, I don't think you're... Do you think the Harbaugh story had anything to do with his decision with, again, the... Do you think coaches are now more apprehensive and more worried than ever about their potential signals, play calls, and everything else getting out based on the story that has well, been I mean, exposed they control, with Jim Harbaugh? They control who gets in from the media. I mean, it's not like it's just open to the to the... Yeah, general. I mean, you, you don't you think the media are in there writing down signals. I mean, they're not signaling plays. I, I a lot in that first twenty minutes. I mean, I'm just talking about as a as a collective whole. I, I would. Think, I, mean, I guess I, maybe I don't understand the direction of your question. All right. So obviously the Michigan has been alleged. I'm forgetting the staffer's name that went to 
like 40 some odd games in three years or whatever right. and I'm paraphrasing and I wonder again there there's certain availabilities whether it's media practice or uh, just games themselves. I, I'm asking you, do you think coaches, because of this story, are, are now more paranoid than ever? Well, whether it's a small media session, like allowing to practice, scrimmages when that comes up in the off season, do you think they're more, again, going to be buttoned down the hatches in the sub, as you would I, say? I, I don't think media being um, not on the schedule for this week, watching practice has anything to do with the hardball okay. story. I think it has everything to do with Arkansas Just what's going on in the Fayetteville. mentality. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that is, uh, again, what we'll have to, to wait and see on this week. Again, again, the, the game is 11 o'clock this Saturday. Hopefully, Arkansas has a productive week against the Florida Gators. Did get to game time yesterday for the Auburn game. Home, 3 o'clock on the SEC network. So you'll be able to have recruits. Again, modern gun season. I got to get the youth hunt this week, and I was talking with Alan Everett, a Big Creek Trading Company, about that yesterday. But modern gun season gets going next weekend. Still, depending on where you hunt, an opportunity to go in the morning and then drive to Fayetteville. It's going to be a little tighter than it would be if it was a 6 o'clock or 6.30 start. But that is the setup for next weekend and a big weekend across Arkansas. Yeah, and, um, you know, 3 o'clock helps with recruiting. I think it will help with attendance. You know, the weather's going to warm up towards the end of this week. I have no idea what it will be like a week from Saturday in Fayetteville. Uh, could could be 70. It could be 35. We don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, 3 o'clock's just, uh, I think, a perfect game time uh, this time of the year. I mean, early in the year, you like the night games. Um, you really like to avoid 11 for home games for, for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. You get to November, 2.30, 3 o'clock. And that's why you really want to be gr- really good so CBS picks you up in yeah. some of those um, November games because, you know, that, that's the, the best weather of the day. Mm-hmm. I would guess that the Florida International game is probably going to be tabbed for an 11 a.m. start. I doubt you get a 6.30 start for that one, much less a 6 o'clock on ESPN. And then you'll have that 1.30 game on Friday after Thanksgiving for Missouri. That's my guess on the setup. We'll get that confirmation again next week. So I referenced Jim Harbaugh there in Michigan. Jim Harbaugh was asked yesterday about a report in the Wall Street Journal that the University of Michigan had rescinded a contract extension offer for him. It was either highest paid in its highest paid in the Big Ten. That was allegedly the contract offer that was reported from the Wall Street Journal. He got asked about that yesterday and said the report was not accurate. They have a home game against Purdue on Saturday. They still have to go to State College, Pennsylvania, still playing Happy Valley against Penn State, and they host Ohio State. So they've still got some big games on the schedule this year. Is Jim Harbaugh the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines after this season based on everything going on? You mentioned him possibly being forced out. He's a polarizing figure. He's a guy that you hate if you're a non-Michigan fan. You love him if you're a Michigan fan. What is the status of Jim Harbaugh following well, this season. As this story's unfolded, at first, I mean, it was like they were building a file on the guy, but why? I mean, he just took you to the college football yeah. playoff. Something didn't make sense about that. The league is trying to run him out. The other schools, the other institutions, and rightfully so. I mean, if everything that's been alleged is partially true, this isn't, that's not sportsmanship. That's not gamesmanship. That's, that's just cheating. Yeah. That's just cheating. I mean, you guys play golf a little bit. I mean, if you you got a guy in your group that's cheating all the time. If every, you know, if you're not playing by the, you know, if you're if you're if you're rolling the ball around, you're playing it up, and everybody else in the group's playing it up, fine. But if you're playing it down and someone else is touching the ball, you're, that guy's not going to last longer. If that no. guy's out of bounds, but oh no, that's Inbazer. He always finds his ball in the woods. He's not going to last long in your group. That's what you got going on with Harbaugh. He's the guy that hits it forty yards offline down in the woods and always finds his ball somehow. Yeah, even though his was in my pocket, but we'll talk about that later. But you know, that's it. That's a great story. Yeah, <laughs> that is an all-time golf but, story. But I mean, the reality is, you don't want to associate with people that you can't trust their integrity. I understand they're an opponent. You want to beat their brains in. They want to beat your brains in. But there's at least some kind of general understanding. We're going to play by basic rules. This isn't a recruiting violation. This isn't you bought an illegal meal. This isn't some kind of unallowable benefit. This is me coming or sending people to your games to steal your signals so that I can gain a covert advantage. You don't want people like that in your circle if you're the other coaches in this league, and they're clearly doing something to get him get him going. Yeah, because then you'd have to pretend like you like the guy 
And, you know, that's... Well, no, because here's the problem. You feel like you got to do the same yeah. to oh, keep up. And now pee. I've got to compromise. i got to make a decision. Do I compromise my integrity to do and do something I know is way out of bounds in order to compete? Or do I just take the tail whoop and want to play them because I know they're cheating? Yeah. Did, did he know? get suspended the first four games for something? Three. It got it got moved to. It was initially four, but it got moved to yeah, three. That had nothing to do and, with this. And that was, that was the yeah. recruiting violations for. Was that well, when I mean, he, it just, this stuff stacks on top of itself, and sometimes winning isn't enough to keep you out of the soup. Man, I think I think he's going to be in the grease over this deal. I mean, this is the beginning of what will be the end, and I think. He'll get tired of fighting it and go, maybe go back to so, the NFL or doing something different. Did you answer, and maybe I just missed it because you, again, went into a couple things. Did, do you think he's going to be head coach after this year? <laughs> I mean, they're number they're, two they're right number now. number two in the country. Yeah. It's hard to say he won't be. Okay. I mean, I don't think Michigan or their fans are wanting to – I'm sure it's just like if Alabama got accused of something in this league, they're going to defend him. They want to keep him. They don't want to rock the boat. I'm not, I, I bet it's a very small percentage of their fan base that is appalled by his behavior we'll get and what's it. alleged. What about, you think Davo Sweeney is still the head coach of Clemson after this year? They're sitting at 4-4 four and four right now. Fans are hacked off. Mm-hmm. You see that call, like kid called into their show? Yeah, and- well, we're, we're going to play that tomorrow on a What's Your Beef Wednesday. It's a, it's a hilarious call. Uh, that That's a, a better question than Hart. I mean, I don't know. Hart, they're both good questions. So. Sam Pittman, I, I'll say this for, for Coach. He's lucky that his contract doesn't stipulate he has to take call-ins to Sam Pittman live because I feel like that would get nasty these last few weeks of what has happened at this well, point. I don't know. if it was a well-produced show, <laughs> you'd figure out how to work around that. Yeah. So, good uh, radio people can figure that out. Chaz and Fayetteville texting. He says, I still think it's interesting that they've been stealing all these signs and they can't win a championship. He does that. If you want to call or text us on the McCarty Daniel hotline, you can do so. The college football playoff rankings come out tonight. Michigan, it's probably going to be squarely at number two based on kind of where they're at at this point in time. Even though Ohio State, I think, has the better two road wins on the road at Notre Dame, on the road at Penn State. But if you remember, we, we shared the story about TCU got the basically warning from other Big Ten schools and Sonny Dykes and them changed their sides in the semifinal game, which helped them beat Michigan because I guess Michigan assumed certain things were whatever and whatnot. They're going to be prime for another college football playoff run this year. Again, they still have to go to um, Penn State and they host Ohio State, but I could easily see Michigan winding up in the playoff again this year based on what yeah. they have on the roster. Really good defense, and McCarthy's look good with Corm and those guys. Yeah, but the, you know, the word's out on their signal stealing. So, you know, the, you know, it's one thing if you want to watch tape and, and steal someone's signals, if you think you can do that. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. But to send people to go not the extra mile, the, the extra, uh, you know, American Airlines miles. You know? The extra American Airlines <laughs> you know, to, to, miles. To do that is, uh, is a, that's a, that's like a, Spygate. That's a mile too far for me. Yeah. I bet he racked him up. I bet that assistant coach racked him up well, some I mean, miles. He's probably got some free flights heading his way at well, this point. If he's, again, I think it was, if I remember right, it was 40 games in three years or something like that. But to blame it all on him is 40. nonsense. You know, this, this wasn't something he was doing on his own. Mm-hmm. And they were used, they were clearly using the information to gain an advantage. Yeah, no, they were. Well, you watch, again, the college football playoff uh, rankings come out tonight for the first time. Will you watch that? This is something I always tune in for the first one. I'm not necessarily uh, writing it down for every time, every Tuesday from here on out. But I mean, I'll watch this. I'm more. Well, I'll more. I, I'll say this. I am more invested in what they think about this than I am the World Series game four tonight. Oh, I am too. Um, you know, being Halloween night and having kids twelve and thirteen years old in the house, we my plans may be a little bit different around that time. But I, I definitely am anticipating what they're going to do. Georgia will be one. You know, does this story perhaps do they send a message to Michigan and drop them to three or four? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 there's some old football heads on that committee. They don't like this kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what happens. I don't think it will just automatically line up with the coaches and a people. What if they don't have them within the top four? What if they put them at number mm. five? Because there are five undefeated teams that are worthy of being in that. So, what if they lined up like Georgia? Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Michigan. I don't think there's a lot of people that think Michigan would lose to 
two of those teams at least. Those, they'd be good games. I mean, you got to have legitimacy as a committee too. Okay. You can't, you, well, you you're know. again. You're advocating for old heads. A really strong message would be to not rank. Them. I'm not talking about outside the top ten, but if you put them at five and put those four other undefeated teams in front of them, that would send that message you're referring to. Yeah, it only requires you to do more maneuvering down the road because in the end, your job as a committee, your mission statement is to get the four best teams in the playoffs. And this is really your last one. That's four teams, right? Because we go to the twelve team. Next year, right? Next year. Correct. So, you know, you, you want to get it right. So, yeah, sending a message is one thing, but you still have the integrity that you got to follow through and get it right. To And I, and I didn't mean you have to start with it right because it's it's really the only the last one that matters. Mm -hmm. We get too, too worked up over what the first one is or isn't. Washington's got a huge stretch. These next three games, they go to USC this weekend. They host Utah the following weekend. They go to Oregon State. Corvallis the following weekend. So three ranked opponents for Washington coming up. Florida State has done most of their damage already. Their schedule, again, is not as good. Georgia's still got to play. Georgia's got Ole Miss, Tennessee. They got Missouri this weekend, so Georgia's not out of the woods just yet. Ohio State still has to go to Michigan, to Ann Arbor, and then on Michigan, Michigan's opponents coming up as well. So I don't see all five of those teams being, of course, Ohio State, Michigan, one of those teams won't be undefeated. I don't see all five of those teams being undefeated by season's end, regular season-wise. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more info. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Carving pumpkins is a fun tradition. I haven't done it in a while, but that is something I enjoyed as a kid growing up. That's a good, That's a good one. one, but the only problem is, you know, like, Two weeks later, you, you got to get to that pumpkin before it gets too nasty and too decayed. Well, and you got to do something with the slop inside. Yeah, we always roasted the uh, pumpkin seeds. That was that was really mm -hmm. good. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. It is our Pradco Pyramid of Power. Who are the best football teams in the SEC? SEC. Let's find out. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. This is the Pradco Pyramid of Power. All right, Tommy, rattle them off. Well, I'm telling you, this was uh, a week with not a lot of movement because of bye weeks, but this was the other than Vandy's got one down the stretch because they started early. We're pretty well done with buys in uh, the SEC. Georgia stays atop after beating Florida 43-20. to Number one in the country, 8-0. Expect them to be the number one team in the college football playoff rankings. They're 5-0 and in the SEC. They play Missouri this week. I think an intriguing game in the first half of a CBS doubleheader. Georgia at the top of the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Yeah, I mean, Carson Beck's balling. Uh, I think no one even remembers the quarterback from the last two years, the way he's playing. He looks looks like the real deal. Uh, you know, Missouri and Como last year, they gave uh, Georgia mm -hmm. all they wanted. Mm -hmm. That's what everybody's saying. Uh, you know, is Georgia going to show up and steamroll them? 
They're 16 and a half point favorites on the bets here snap right now. So I thought that was pretty high, but then them at home, it's just a different animal. Here's the thing. Tennessee's going to play Georgia a physical game. I don't think Como will. It's going to be a finesse game. So Mm -hmm. I don't think Missouri's necessarily going to soften them up for the trip to Knoxville. So Georgia's just probably going to win out. They still got Ole Miss, too. That'll be interesting. All right, number eight, Alabama stays number two in the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Seven and one, five and zero. Oh, they were on a bye. Hard to move them when they didn't play last week. They get LSU at six forty-five on Saturday night. Ole Miss stays third. They beat Vanderbilt. Ho hum, thirty-three to seven. They get A and M this week, eleven o'clock on ESPN. So we got three great windows in SEC football: A and M, Ole Miss. Then you get Georgia, Missouri. Then you get Alabama, LSU. That's going to be a, a full Saturday. So Georgia one, Bama two, Ole Miss three. Yep, same. Yep. I moved LSU back over. I, I, I made a mistake last week. LSU should have been in that fourth spot. I, I moved Missouri up after they'd had a win. Missouri was on a bye. LSU was on a bye ahead of Alabama. I got LSU at four and Missouri at five. They're 13th and 14th in the polls. If LSU loses to Bama... And certainly, if Missouri beats Georgia, I'll move them up. But even with a Missouri loss and an LSU loss, I could see, depending on how those games were played, those two could get flip-flop next week. Um, I make sure you tape that. Send it to Mrs. Kraft. Tommy admitted he made a mistake on there. I did. I should have had (laughs) LSU because of head-to-head ahead of them last week, and I did not because Missouri played and looked good. I did point that out on the air. Yeah, you did, and you were right. I think I said that then, but it was very quiet. No one could hear it. Under his breath. Well, LSU had beaten Army, and, you know, anyway. LSU's four, Missouri's five. All right, who's six? Tennessee. Yes. They beat Kentucky 33-27, to as you said they would last week. They get Connecticut in a non-con game this week. So, um... It's a late non-con game. UConn in a non-con? Yep. Uh... Well, y'all play Florida International. What are you talking about? I thought that. Well, that I thought the non-conference setup was usually like right before the final game of the season. I thought that they the well, SEC scheduled the cup too late. It's like an open date before Georgia. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. You spend the first half of the week working on UConn, the second half working on, on Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So Georgia one, Bama two, Ole Miss three, LSU, Missouri, Tennessee four, five, and six. The also rans, if you will, the honorable mentions. I got AM at the top of that list, followed by Kentucky, followed by Florida, who plays Arkansas this week. Auburn moves up after their win over Mississippi State. Mississippi State stays ahead of Arkansas after their head-to-head uh, win over the Razorbacks. Then the Razorbacks come in ahead of Vandy and South Carolina to, uh, to round out the league. Who's on the hottest seat in the SEC right now? Um, Is it Baber? Or is it Jimbo still? Beamers in year three. Um, Jimbo, they're, they're, they're tanking bad. Yeah, they're, they look bad. He's the worst loser of any coach he's I think I've ever he met. He kicks stuff, breaks his feet. Yeah, and his press conferences. I, I, Musk doesn't like to lose, but I think Beamer might be worse. Yeah. Um, that's a good they're question. Two and six, one and five in the league. Um, I, I mean, I think AM's going to lose this week, and they're going to be sitting back here. I guess they already pretty much are. They're out of the SEC race they're five and three what three and two in the league i believe he's still too expensive you think so he's still too expensive Uh, i don't know i mean unfortunately sam Pittman's kind of up there yeah sam's in the conversation i don't know if he's the hottest um i mean south carolina's bad i mean they're bad so it might be beamer honestly they wasted rattler this year Mm mm-hmm yeah, their defense is horrible. They're not getting any help from there. And their offensive line is that give gives him when he has time, he's a good quarterback. He doesn't I, have any time this year. I would still say Jimbo is number one just because of the expectation, because of the money. I think it's Beamer than Sam in the in the league. And I think they're all three are very close. He is playing with a backup quarterback. I think that always gives you a little bit mm-hmm. of a break. Yeah. And uh I don't, I'm curious to see if Bobby Petrino is retained or if he jumps ship and goes elsewhere after this year. How about your boy Haynes King at Georgia Tech? He looked good. They won. Who they, they beat Clemson the other day? North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. That's what it was. Yeah, he uh, he he looked good. That was a what 46-42. It's a high scoring game. Did you hear? Uh, we were talking about this earlier. I mentioned Clemson. You hear Davos call? The, uh, uh, you need to listen to that. It's okay. pretty. Uh, he gets called in on his radio show and uh, goes scorched earth. On this one fan, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. We're gonna play it tomorrow. On What's your beef Wednesday? Because he's beefing with the. Uh, they're four and four right now. Yeah, you can't do that. Mm-mm. No, so they're you can't roast fans. Nope. All right, uh, Tommy. I don't have any issue with what you. I mean, I, I'm looking at it. I, that's what I had, Bruce. It sounds like that's what you had, basically. Or did you 
Do you have no, anything there's sweet? clear separation. Yeah. Once you get under Tennessee, the, the rest of it's just doesn't really. Yeah. So it's a big, and I think A&M's the best of the, the rest of the teams. I, I think it, them and Kentucky would be a good game right now. Um, Kentucky goes to Starkville this Saturday night. That that's another one where it's come apart. Is uh, is in Starkville mm-hmm. right now. Uh, had injuries at quarterback. Yeah. That, that doesn't help. Yeah. Well, this is a big week. So it's kind of got pounded by Auburn this yeah, week. I didn't look good. It was a. It was. It was kind of a lighter week in the SEC. It's a much bigger week. We mentioned again Georgia hosting Missouri. You've got A and M going to Ole Miss, and then also LSU going to Alabama. Got a couple top twenty five matchups as well. Kansas State and Texas. You've got an undefeated. Uh, my or Washington squad going to USC. So there are some marquee matchups this week. I think there's five or six top 25 matchups, and three of those are in the SEC. It's a big weekend for the college football playoff rankings, which come out tonight, by the way, Bruce. Yeah, I won't be watching as intently as I did last year. So <laughs> I don't think Tennessee it. in the top 15. They're 19th in the poll. Six and two. Does Tennessee make the top 15? Probably not. Probably just outside. And if they beat Georgia, there's still a chance. I mean, I, I think there's still a chance with a with a win over Georgia to get to the uh, get to a New Year's Day Six Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a possibility. I mean, if you beat Georgia, you're probably going ten and two, so that'd be a possibility. So let's let me ask you about the swamp because I know y'all hadn't won there in a while. We've never won there. 1846. It's been that long. Yeah. <laughs> Why, like? How is Florida? They're undefeated there this year. I mean, I, I know why they wanted years past and are Meyer and Spurrier, but like, what do you think about Arkansas's chances there this week coming off a of bye, them coming off Georgia? Yeah, I think Arkansas's got a great chance. You've had two weeks to prepare uh, a lift. You, you got rid of your OC. Uh, I think the players, sounds like they responded positively to it. You got a week to heal up, extra week of practice. And, uh, you know, they got beat up by Georgia. Uh, just another humiliating loss uh, in Jacksonville. So I think it's a good time to catch them. I, I, I think, I'm not saying Arkansas is going to win, but I think I'd be shocked if Arkansas didn't play well. If the defense didn't play well and you had a few wrinkles and, uh, you know, put a few points on the board. That's what people are hoping for at this point in time. At least the idea there, I don't know if you saw they closed the media down out of practice yeah. this week. So they're trying to keep it in house. They're not going recruiting on Friday night. They're really focusing on. I'll try to get this win. And I will say this. I'll give Sam credit on this. Last two years, he's 2-0 coming off a of bye. Yeah. They beat Mississippi State two years ago, and they beat Auburn last year. So they have shown a track record of success coming off bye weeks. So maybe you combine that with the Florida team that's beat up. Maybe you come out of there with a win. But you've had some crazy predictions this year. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, LSU was close. Alabama was close. You got you, – you said before the season, Tennessee would beat Georgia – in Knoxville, and you said that Arkansas would beat Florida down in Gainesville. Are you are you still sticking to that? I think it's really hard at this point, based on them not having an offensive line. And I hope guidance somehow finds. But I mean, it's not just the play. People wanted to throw everything on Enos. It's not just him. I mean, it's the the offensive line not blocking. It's running backs not hitting the holes, picking up blocks. Wide receivers not getting open. KJ had made the right reads. He's missed wide receivers. So hopefully, it, there's a more cohesive unit and listen everyone wanted to blame Enos you got rid of Enos but if they're terrible this weekend you start I mean you, you got to pin, pin some of this on the players at some point and I don't want to do that but that's the reality that could set in at about three the, o'clock the, on Saturday the thing that stuck out from the Tennessee Florida game to me was their defensive line manhandled our offensive line really yeah they're they're really stout up front. Yeah, they've uh they've got some they've got some dudes uh as they often do in Florida. I mean, I, I looked it up. I was telling Tommy this. I, it was like so Arkansas. I think had twenty something three star or better in the class of two thousand twenty four. I think Florida has like two hundred forty one. So even in their off years, there's still a ton of talent at Gainesville, guys. And well, yeah. Napier. I mean, they're five and three. Arkansas is trying to stay bowl eligible this weekend. Florida, on the other hand, has a chance to get bowl eligible. So that dynamic is there as well. If you rewind and go back, I mean, Napier, after the loss to Utah early, he was fighting for his job because if this season had went the other way, he was done. And um, and, and, and probably mid-year done. Uh, and he's he's turned it around to yeah. save his to save his skin, and that mm-hmm. win over Tennessee that was, was the start of it. That was, and you mentioned my predictions. Another one I had is that Napier was going to be fired either midseason or after the season. I thought the Arkansas game could be the nail in the coffin for him. You did. The reality is that 
he's at least on better putting it as it appears than Arkansas's head coach right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Arkansas has to be competitive in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, one and one and one in his rival games this year. Yeah. So I mean that that's what gets you beat, not just losing, but sometimes you can have a winning record, but you're losing to the wrong teams will get you fired. No doubt. And he at least beat one of the two rivals, and I think it's you know too much to expect anyone um, you know consistently beat Georgia right now. Not, not that Missouri this week or Tennessee in a couple of weeks couldn't sneak up on them, but to consistently beat Georgia right now at this with the state of their program. I, that, you know, nobody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I asked Tommy about Jim Harbaugh earlier. So Jim Harbaugh got asked about a contract offer that was reported to make him the highest paid coach in the Big Ten. He said the rescinded, the quote unquote alleged rescinded contract uh, was false and not accurate. They got Purdue at home on Saturday. When they released those rankings tonight, we were kind of talking back and forth the possibility of Michigan putting below certain teams based on what's going on. Do you think that they are at number two? Denying the playoff rankings right behind Georgia? I mean, they should be based on what's happening on the field, I would think. But Didn't know if it would send a message to, like, if the the college football playoff committee would try and send a message to them, like, based on what is being alleged within their football program to a certain extent. I mean, if you, if you want to send a message, leave them out. You know, that would be say, funny. Say, you know, we have an ongoing investigation and, you know, you're, you're not allowed to be in this. But, no, nah, I don't. I don't really... I don't think there'll be any kind of message sent tonight. So what, how do you characterize this season thus far in the Southeastern Conference? LSU technically is not out of the SEC West equation. They beat Alabama. They went out. They'd have to beat Georgia for any shot at the college football playoff. But did, has it shaken out like you thought it might, or has it just com- been completely different than what you initially anticipated? No, I, mean, I, I think Georgia, it came down to as Carson Beck going to, you know, excel and he and he is mm-hmm. and uh you know everybody i think at least down here we think brock Bowers the best player in college football apparently it didn't matter if he played or not against florida because they blew him off the field without yeah. him so they're good alabama i think we over uh celebrated on the texas loss uh i mean they played texas a one possession game last year one they played them a one possession game this year and lost mm-hmm. Alabama's kind of figured it out after playing three quarterbacks the first two games. So, you know, I, I think that one and the stability that Saban uh, brings to a program, that that's probably the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway for me. Don't doubt Saban uh, until it's over uh, because he, he sure seems like he's rallied the troops and it wouldn't shock me if they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. I don't think Milrow has the at least the speed and dynamic to get out of certain situations that the Bulldogs will put themselves in. Before you tell us about Pradco, did you get any chance to watch the Arkansas basketball game this weekend? Well, they got a squad, man. YM watched it. We we went and watched Hendricks lose to Barry College, and uh, YM watched the game. I know I'm not supposed to call it. It was a game. So, there you go. Yeah, you were listening. Don't call it. It was a game. So she was very happy. Uh, she gave me the play-by-play, even though I could hear Chuck. Uh, I, I got to do. I got to hear both. So uh, I didn't actually lay eyes on it because I was driving, and that's mm-hmm. very unsafe. But it, it <laughs> sounded like Arkansas uh, was in mid-season form and uh, looked a lot better than they did in last year's non-real yeah, game. Got throttled by Texas. T- Tennessee again comes into Bud Walton later this yeah. season. That's going to be a massive Tennessee, game. Tennessee uh, won their non-real game in Michigan front of State. Michigan State in front of a packed house. So that mm-hmm. And they didn't play Viscovi. Uh, didn't have Ziegler because he's have come Ziegler, to a- ACL. So they they uh, didn't have two starters and still beat them. It's going to be a fun SEC basketball year, Bruce. I think so. I mean, you got Texas a with Wade Taylor. Kentucky's got all those freshman phenoms. We know Alabama's got Grant Nelson. They lost the other night. Um, so we'll see how it ends up shaking out. But Again, we're still in football season, but basketball is right around the corner. Arkansas opens up next Monday against Alcorn State. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! 
Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Had the first edition of Eric Musman live last night at Sassy's Red House on College. Coach had a lot of things to say, including about a transfer. Chandler Lawson. He can. He has. His ability to be coachable is amazing. He listens to everything, knows the game plan inside and out, self-coaches not only himself, but then he buddy coaches his teammates, so for sure. And then his wingspan is insane. Like, I mean, his... I don't know if I've ever coached a guy that's got such wingspan, and so that allows him to become a sneaky shot blocker because guys think they're by him, and then all of a sudden, you know, his reach is so long that he has the ability to block shots once a guy beats him off the bounce. One of the starters in this past game, he was 10-3-3, 10 points, also had three blocks and three steals, a couple rebounds as well. It's a guy that's going to factor into the starting role, not just starting role, but maybe coming off the bench at some points this season. Looked really, really good, Big C. Yeah, Lawson, I mean, I think we recruited him before he went to Memphis, and I knew then he was a good player. I think he's got like a twin brother that's really good as well. But, yeah, he he's a huge impact guy. I mean, he, he's got good jumps, good vertical, and he can also shoot the ball almost like Brazil from about anywhere on the court. And we saw him knock down a three early in that Purdue exhibition game. So, he, I mean – We've got guys that can really, you know, make a defense scratch their head. Yeah, he's I mean, got you got floor spacers. Trevin's yeah. a floor spacer. Chandler has the ability to stretch out and, and hit threes. He's got that seven foot six span, even though he's only about six eight. And he's a guy that you're happy that he's an Arkansas Razorback this year. Got the game time announcement for the football game next week in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. You'll take on Auburn at three o'clock. On the SEC Network, the SEC Network, ESPN, CBS are still deciding what other games should be played at the 2.30 slot, 6 o'clock. They're still sorting that out. But you do know your game time is, again, 3 o'clock hosting against Auburn, which is big for recruiting. And this weekend, you've got the Florida Gators, 11 o'clock Central Time here. You're also, again, playing 12 o'clock Eastern in Gainesville. Don't know about Rocket Sanders just yet. Really curious if he's going to play or not. Coach got asked yesterday, is this the target date that he's been wanting to get back to, playing back two and a half hours from his hometown? I really don't know. In all honesty, I think he, he was just hurt and this was good timing, you know, or ended up being good timing, being able to go back to Florida. Christian looked it up. Rockledge is about two and a half hours from Gainesville, so not too far at all. This is a game where you'd love to see him back in the fold. Don't know if it's necessarily going to happen. Coach mentioned during the press conference that he thinks he was going to practice yesterday. Media's not allowed to practice this week, so we don't know. Maybe Coach will confirm a little later on Wednesday when we get a chance to catch up with him and get some more information on his football team. You are a six and a half point dog right now on the Bet Saracen app. We had some people like Jimbo from Stamps and others that text in that are taking the Arkansas money line on the Bet Saracen app. Maybe it pays off for you this weekend. We'll have to wait and see, but that's again where it currently sits at this morning at 747 here on a Tuesday. Two more notes for you. Arkansas plays Auburn in soccer today. Their lone SEC loss this season. They play them at 5 o'clock on the SEC Network, looking for a little revenge in the SEC tournament. And also, congrats to Hannah Hogue, who was not just the SEC setter of the week, but also the player of the week as well. Hogue is from Fort Smith, and I know it's been part of Coach Watson's squad this season. Again, a team that no one anticipated being as good as they are. Congrats to Coach and everything they've done to this point as well. That is going to do it for your Hog Update this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 sparky So game three in the World Series went the Rangers way. Here's how it ended last night on Fox. The one-two from LeClerc. Fair to 
Francis off a one, two, three, nine. And what a Texas turnaround here in game three. From losing nine to one in game two to winning three to one and retaking the lead in the series. They did it again, John, with one big inning. They got three runs in the third. That was all the offense they would need as the bullpen again becomes the story. One run over five innings in this game. They're undefeated on the road this year. It's a pretty crazy stat for all the Rangers fans out there that when they go to an, an opposing team's ballpark, they've won every game. And it's been kind of weird how that happened. Christian, you look at the ALCS between Houston and Texas, the road team won every game that series. Every one. Yeah, that is that is that is very rare in the postseason. I don't know if it's ever happened, to be honest. Oh, yeah, we'd have to look that I up. But I don't know what to equate that to other than both teams are just really good and, you know, it doesn't matter really where you play it. I guess, the you know, some places have a home field advantage some places don't. I don't think Houston and Tech and the Rangers are known for like raucous home field advantages. Maybe Houston a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I don't know. It's like the Cowboys in football. They play better at home, but I don't feel like the crowd necessarily affects the game, and maybe that's the same way for the baseball teams there. Game four tonight on Fox. Rangers have the opportunity to go up 3-1, head back to Globe Life with the chance to close out the series. We've seen Rangers. Again. I know Rangers fans know all too well how close they've been in years past. We'll see if they're able to to get that to this point with the MLB and the playoffs and everything. It has not as intrigued me as some in years past. I'm, I was talking with Tommy about this earlier. He's going to be back with us, by the way, at the 8 o'clock hour. I'm more intrigued with the college football playoff rankings tonight than I am with the actual World Series games for. Maybe it's a great game. I hope it's a great game. I hope, frankly, Arizona evens it up tonight so it's a better matchup at this point in time. I do want to share again, it's it's Halloween. It's spooky for all the kids out there that are trick-or-treating for all you parents, grandparents. Be safe with your kiddos tonight. Rifle through the candy, as Tommy was talking about earlier. I do want to share this story, though, that I was reading about a Greenwood, Arkansas family. Some of it, and if, if I'm mispronouncing John's name, someone in Greenwood let me know. John Devane in Greenwood said that he and his family awoke to the smell of smoke outside their house at 3 a.m., and they, they found this smoke coming from a hole in their deck, which apparently caught fire. They had some other damages to their property as well. They had some firefighters come and guess, uh, investigate the hole in their deck and they were unable to identify the cause at this point and they're looking through all this debris and stuff. Could be a meteorite. Now, apparently it takes like a year to figure this stuff out um, to identify if it is or not, but that is a, uh, a possibility. Can you imagine potentially waking up uh, to a crash in your house or something of that nature, Big C, and finding a, a smoky hole either in your apartment or right outside your house like the Devanes apparently did the other night. I, I mean, would that, be very shook up. Let's just say that. I'd probably, first I'd be thankful that it didn't, you know, kill me for one. But yeah, if it landed in my apartment, yeah, I would be like, my adrenaline would be pumping pretty pretty hard. Yeah, I've uh, I think the scariest thing I've ever woken to is a is a gunshot, and that is uh, that'll wake you up at at three forty five in the morning. Let me tell you, that's something you don't ever have to wake up to at any point in time. But I found that story kind of interesting. Again, on this Halloween. We Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. 
All right, Christian, during the break, he told me Cam Curl had himself a pretty good weekend for the Washington Commanders. He the biggest standout from Pro Hawks? Yeah, I'd say so. He had five solo tackles, two assisted, one pass breakup, and a forced fumble. So I'd say that's a pretty pretty decent day for him. If I remember correct, they just lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. It came yes. down to a, a play or two down the stretch, but they, uh, they were toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in football. Yeah, they had them down early and you know the eagles came back and did what they did and ultimately won the game 38 31 so pretty good game there in the nfc east dre greenlaw and the 49ers lost their third game in a row on sunday this time to the Bengals, 31 17 dre had six solo tackles two assists open that home field edge up for the i mean it's big for the eagles mm-hmm. huge game with cowboys and eagles upcoming but uh yeah, the 49ers on uh, on the skids right now. And with the Cowboys not having the head-to-head advantage, you want, again, the Niners to, yeah. to keep on losing and go in the opposite direction. Like like Chuck always says, they peaked after they played America's team. Well, I guess you'd rather peak early or peak early and, you know, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be in the playoffs and they'll be one of those teams you don't want to play come playoff time, especially when they're healthy. All right, Traylon Burks, he was on the field Sunday in their 28-23 win over Atlanta. He was only targeted twice. He had no reception, so not a huge impact there uh, for Traylon, but it's good to see him back on the field. Yeah, he's been uh, – he's had health issues this season, so just to see him back for – and again, Will Levis actually inserted for Bleak Willis in that game, so I know Tennessee Titan fans were happy to – See them actually get a win. DeAndre Hopkins was the one that they kept on target. Had three touchdowns on the day. All right. Hunter Henry and the Patriots on Sunday lost 31-17 to Miami. He had a pretty good day. Three receptions for a total of 28 yards, his longest for 16 yards. Dietrich Wise, he had one assisted tackle for the game, but he's one of those players that he affects every play. He may not stuff the stat sheet, but he's – you know, he he's uh, he affects every play. Yeah, he's a quality player. Didn't know what he would amount to when he got to the National Football League. Uh, him and Trey Flowers have both been quality players over the years for the Pats. They're just they're bad this year. All right, Yelda Froholt and the Arizona Cardinals. They put up a pretty good effort against the Ravens. Lost thirty-one twenty-seven. Dobbs was twenty-five of thirty-seven passing. They rushed for one hundred and twenty-nine yards. Dobbs had two interceptions though, so that's pretty much the difference there. You don't have a lot of skill position players, Tommy, mm-hmm. that are pro hawks right now. You'd like to see that that change at some point in time where you're talking more about whether it's the quarterback position yep. or different different wide receivers and running backs. It's, it's more of the, the trenches and, at this point. Yeah. Got Burks and who, who, am I missing everybody else's lineman or uh Yeah, you, know. you got Greenlaw on the defense, but yeah, yeah I mean every yeah. Ty's right. I mean, yeah. you'd like to see more skilled players out there. And, and you know, I want to see Drew, Drew Sanders' name yeah. coming up. Well, when we shift to basketball more and Ernst on the uh, Lindsey Pro Hog update, things will change. Yeah. You got yeah. 11 guys technically on rosters right now with Ricky signing that two way deal. So, and yeah. they're guys that are playing each and every night as well. Jalen will come back from that injury for the Thunder and hopefully he'll factor into that equation. All right, before we talk to Tom Murphy, Tom just texted us. He wants to touch on the basketball team as well. We're going to go to the McCarty Daniel hotline and welcome in Dirty South Hog. What you got for us this morning, man? Morning, guys. Uh, glad to call in and talk with you all. Just got into the office myself, but uh, took some time out to talk with you guys this morning because I missed you yesterday. But just wanted to talk to you guys about the Hogs' chances down in Florida this weekend. Um, I ended up watching that, that Florida and Georgia game last week, and uh, as we know, at Florida, pressure is usually pretty pretty higher on a coach than it is at a program like Arkansas. You know, they, they lose that game, and they ended up going, you know, through this last part of their schedule. It's pretty rough. And uh, if uh, Napier loses to us this Saturday, his job may very well be on the line. And I think he knows that. And uh, obviously, Pittman and company, the entire offensive staff are coming together because the entire staff probably feels like, uh, you know, they're on pins and needles and their job may be in jeopardy. So I think this is going to be a dog fight. Uh, I think that uh, if Kenny Guyton can utilize the triple option like we've seen in, in fall camp and some of the practice videos, that's uh, hopefully Rocket coming back and A.J. Green and then working RPO off of that, hitting, you know, middle out, you know, mid to deeper out routes and, and routes over the middle off of play action. And uh, obviously the screen passes that we've been running all season, 
I think I like our chances to score anywhere between 20 to 28 points. I don't have uh, faith in, uh, you know, Florida's offense, you know, and, and stacking up against our defense. So if we can get this dub and hopefully get things rolling, man, I feel really good about uh, this recruiting class that Pittman's bringing in. So I'm still pulling for the hogs. I know a lot of hogs have jumped off ship and just want uh, Pittman gone, but He's a great recruiter. Uh, I think he does love the job. He does, he does love the state. Man, if we could just group up and, and really cool for Kenny Guyton and the offensive staff to get that run game going this weekend, I think we can win the, the next four. Obviously, it sets up better for us playing these games at home, last three games are at home. So uh, that's all I had for you guys. just want to see what you guys thought about, you know, uh, Kenny G maybe coming in, running the RPO, read option, up-tempo, maybe some triple option, and, getting and, and Bryce Stevens more involved. Yeah, thanks for the call. I mean, they've been running RPO. Mm-hmm. question is how much more RPO will they run and how much quicker will the tempo be? And that's a great segue to bring our man Tom Murphy into the conversation with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom joining us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Uh, the caller there with the, uh, what did you say his name was? Yeah. Dirty South Hog. Dirty South Hog was wanting to know about this Kenny Guyton offense. I, I think everybody's expecting like a whole different look, Tom. I think they're going to accentuate the positives. What What's your take? You had some questions pinpointing that yesterday with Sam. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be a ton different. What's your take? Yeah, good morning, y'all. And Yeah, interesting question. Uh, com- some compelling remarks there because the triple option part. Um, <laughs> well, here's what I think. I think they're going to do a couple of three different things that – will make Florida have to adjust in-game and see if you can get, you know, steal a touchdown or two out of it or at least some points, you know. Get 10 points, 13 points out of uh, some some stuff you're doing that, that makes Florida have to adjust. Um, yeah, I think they're going to try to accentuate different guys. I think hopefully that you'll see Isaiah Satania with the ball more because we what we saw so often in spring and in camp was that they threw these tunnel screens to him, and if you if you can block guys, get in front of guys, and he gets a step on you, he can go. So um, I, they're going to tr- they're going to trim down the, probably the amount of reads KJ has to make. I think it, it has slowed him down in the offense. Hopefully, they simplify some of the blocking schemes. Um, but I, I, what I do know is this: they want to keep it under wraps until they get out there against Florida the best they can because we won't be out there reporting on it. I know that was your second question in the press conference yesterday. What do you think about Sam's decision to do that? Well, I think it suits their purposes because because the more uh, eyes of ours that see it, the more chance that what they're doing gets to Florida. Now, they could um, you know, not show um, in the segments that we watch, but I think time is so much of the essence for them mm-hmm. to rep what rep what they're going to do and be good at it that they just don't want to take any chances. And so I get it. I mean, there's several things at play. You know, how how healthy is Rocket Sanders? You know, uh, you know, and so we would be seeing that. Um, and and the thing is, I would expect him to be practicing this week based on what Sam Pittman said. And of course, he'd want to play when he's going back home near at, at Florida. Yeah. So, go ahead. I was going to say, Rockledge is only two and a half hours away to that point. Tom, do you think he plays? One thing to practice, does he suit up this Saturday? Well, I'm going to guess that that he will. Um, What Sam Pittman is saying is, I think the status of Rocket's knee is, you know, I'm not sure they're being completely, like, I'm not sure if Sam's getting the full picture. It's just nowadays players are like, Hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out too, and so that's why you know he rehabbed in in Dallas or in Texas, and um, so we'll we'll see. I expect him to. I know he wants to play, or I would think that he would want to play because he was so um, engaged. At, you know, he was a true freshman when they played in that Outback Bowl. He was geared up to go play around the home folks. Yeah. Tom Murphy with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Tom, the defense has been really consistent. In fact, gotten stronger as the year goes on. I guess the, uh, you know, the, the 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 skeptical fan in me wonders: Is this the week they're due a letdown? Generally, somewhere along the way, even the greatest defenses don't have their best day. I'm hoping this is a week they can stay at the level they're at. But uh, this this defense has been very consistent. Are you worried about any 
um, you know, maintaining the level they played as they uh, come off the bye week? Well, I hear what you're saying, but I do think coming off the bye week, you know, surely their legs will be fresher and, you know, they're, they can do all the things athletically, physically that you'd, you'd want them to do. Um, you know, they, they have played well and very well against Mississippi State, and, and they gave Arkansas a good chance against Bama. But, uh, you know, late game against BYU and LSU, um, the, you know, they weren't at their, the top of their game. Um, so, I, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a much improved defense for sure. It's a more inspired defense. And the thing is, Graham Mertz completes a very strong percent high, in the high 70s percent of his passes. And uh, he only has two picks on the year. So um, it's not like they throw deep. They throw more more shallow stuff. Uh, but they will take some shots. Um, Arkansas is going to have to stop the run game first and foremost and then see if they can rattle Mertz a little bit. And um, I, What your caller was saying before I came on, Dirty South, uh, <laughs> I think um, – <laughs> I think he's on to something. I think I think uh this is a this is an upset alert game for the Gators. Yeah. Well I mean for Arkansas I think defensively stopping the stretch play, coach talked about that yesterday. They got two backs they like to run and attack the edge. Uh you're gonna have to bring the speed and that leads me to my question about uh Dwight McLaughlin. What what's going on with Nudie? Because coach said hey he's he's healthy and he was available to play, but he's gotta earn playing time back. I I don't know what to read into to that comment yesterday from uh, from his press press conference. Right. Well, I mean, it seems to me that something has happened, and and we know he's uh, Dwight McLaughlin is a uh, excitable guy, um, and sometimes maybe he'll say something uh, before thinking it through, and so I'm I'm not sure what what has happened, but uh, he's he's got the highest rating of all the cornerbacks. He's a guy who, who can get you a pick. And I think it's also an indication that, A, Jalen Braxton is like an ideal coach's guy. I mean, he's uh, well-spoken. Um, he didn't have a great debut against Western Carolina, but he's played pretty good ball. I mean, he, he's an up-and-comer at cornerback. Mm-hmm. But I do think that maybe the pairing of – maybe you get Snacks Johnson back to nickel more. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think – Dwight McLaughlin needs to play for them to be at their peak. Um, and hopefully he's working his way back in there. What about Devin Manuel, Tom? We heard Coach kind of mention that him and Shambly will both play. Um, I know he's been banged up all season. How much could he impact the game on Saturday? Well, um, I mean, I know that some of the twists uh, bothered him in the second half last week. Um, but apparently he's been stinger-free for a while, so... It's only a positive if they have two left tackles that they can call on. And quite honestly, this offseason, improving their um, offensive tackle play has got to be one of the biggest things that Arkansas has to focus on because it has to – I mean, everything – so much flows from how well your tackles can hold up. And it was a question we had in camp, and it's lingered throughout the season, and it just has to be better next year. Tom – Enough football. Let's talk about this basketball team that beat Purdue on Saturday. I know you mm-hmm. wanted to touch on it. What did you notice about their 81-77 to 77 overtime win? Well, first of all, just the atmosphere, the excitement level in there was, was like a tournament. Execution level, a little bit different. Uh, Arkansas was, I'll tell you, they, they overcame the first six or eight minutes of that game. They just looked sloppy. You could tell guys were trying to you know, make too much happen. And um, after that, though, they settled in. And I have to say, Matt Painter, uh, my impression of him from a 10-minute press conference is what a outstanding guy. And I talked to the Purdue writers, and they're like, he's a joy to cover. Um, he was very complimentary of the crowd, complimentary of Arkansas, and he made a few very salient points about this team that there's like four or five interchangeable 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guys when you think about Battle and um, Ellis and Mark. I mean, there's a bunch of guys who are in that kind of range who have similar games. And to me, that's going to be one of the funnest parts uh, to see who rises up, who falls into their role. And that's another thing he talked about was the way you build a great team is you have your go-to guys, you know, your three, four, five guys that are going to have the ball at the end of the game who are going to be on the court. But can all the rest of the team accept what their roles are? You know, they come in, you're going to be an enforcer and a rebounder and all. So that's going to be a big challenge for Eric Musselman with this team is for everybody to slot into 
the things you do best and accept the roles and the minutes that you get. Another challenge I think for Muss, Tom, is they really don't play stiff competition until they go to the Bahamas. I mean, how do you keep the team as focused and as diligent as they were to play like a team like Purdue in these next few weeks? Well, I think a lot of it is, is what I was just saying, that the competition for the minutes is going to be held in your practices. And when they, when they play the games, the Alcorn States and, and down the line, um, Gardner Webbs and those teams. Um, who who goes out there and shows they deserve minutes on the floor on game day? Um, and then a lot of that is how well you practice. So I I think the lure of playing time is going to be very compelling for you know in arguments for these guys uh, as they as they head toward the Thanksgiving season. Yeah, it's like every practice is a Saturday scrimmage in football in August. It's like every uh, mm-hmm. game that you play in the pre, in the early season. Uh, you're playing for minutes down the road. I mean, it's highly competitive, it appears, within this roster. No doubt. And um, I think uh, uh, one of the takeaways from this game was um, decision-making as the clock's winding down. Because Arkansas had a nice lead with just a few minutes left in the game. And, you know, Devo made a couple of, you know, head-scratching type plays regarding, you know, game awareness and clock, clock management. Uh, Ellis made a questionable shot, I think, with like 10 seconds left on a shot clock, or it might have been battle on that one. But, um, yeah, they've got to be better in those situations. They could have won it in regulation, but it wound up being more exciting because it was OT. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.